before we get into this episode, we do just want to pop a trigger warning here, as there is some discussion of sexual assault in this episode. If you need any support at all on this topic, then please do reach out to professionals. Sending you all so much love, and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Goddess podcast. This week is one of our healing catch-ups, so we're going to be chatting about all of the things that have been going on in our lives and how we manage them. Mm -hmm. And in our brains. And in our brains. Everything, all sorts. Do you want to start or shall I? Uh, I I mean, I can start. Um, My main thing that I've been trying to do recently that I've had to argue with my brain about is um, like putting more stuff on social media and like actually putting myself out there and creating things. So it's kind of two, I'd say there's two different things that are linked into it. One of them is like, I guess, fear of judgment and fear of criticism. And then there's also, I had like a limiting belief of like, I'm not creative. So Mm -hmm. I wanna like explain how you got to the point where you realized you had a limiting belief. That you're not creative like how did you actually work I, that out? I think I've thought that for ages so the reason I think that is because of my eating disorder that was like my whole life like that was all I cared about and that was all that was my hobby that was my life like there was no space to be like this is what I love this is what I enjoy and I feel like over the past few years as I've like continued to recover I have started to like try and see what things it is like what things I do actually enjoy and I think when you're in a place where all you care about is food and exercise and like structure like an eating disorder you're so in your masculine energy mm-hmm. and so I feel like I never let I never even had the space to feel creative because it was just so like boom 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 like what's next and then like criticism there was no space for things to just come up for me so to explain I feel like we should explain yeah like anyone who's like what do you mean you're in your masculine oh yeah 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 you go for it yeah so basically in everyone we have the divine masculine and the divine feminine and the divine masculine is like you know order organization like drive yeah, and it's like what, what society tells you you should yeah. be is basically very masculine the, pa- the patriarchy is effectively like the divine masculine having no balance. And basically everyone has both in them. And it's about kind of creating the balance between the two. And then the divine feminine is like compassion and flow and creativity. And if you are too much in either of them, then you're really out of balance and it's like, it's really unhealthy. And like you said, your eating disorder made you so in that like restriction. Mm, I think any, um, I think any eating disorder would. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like the whole of point of an eating disorder, like the whole. Control, it's it's control. control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think I've just been so in that for so many years, like a decade that that belief has also that belief so it's come about because of the eating disorder but also I think even before then like you've always been the one who was like into English and art Mm. and yeah you were in your divine masculine I was like full over emotion spilling out everywhere yeah like 
that's you were creative yeah and I think because <clears throat> I just said to myself like that's what you're good at and I am good at these things I think also I liked things where I knew I could get the answer right it's that whole like fear of judgment and criticism if I know there is a correct answer then I can't really go wrong or I can learn how to get it right mm. whereas with creativity it's so subjective so I think I just learnt, yeah, I think I just learnt from school, like, you were the more creative one and I was the more, like, structured academic one. And then, yeah, and then obviously the eating disorder just also completely fed into that. Yeah, and I think, like, since we have got into kind of spirituality and healing and all that sort of stuff, we've had a few discussions, even I remember like a year ago now, where you were saying, like we were talking about doing the podcast or becoming coaches and you were like, I'm not creative, like, Mm -hmm. and we also did some art together and you were like, I can't paint because that was like some inner child work that we were doing, we were sitting down and painting and you were like, I can't paint, I'm not creative and I was like, that is, that's that's the, the limiting belief. Well, I think also like when I went to paint, I would paint, I'm loving the rain, you can probably hear the rain really loudly, it's so nice. Um, so I, when I went to paint everything, I would go symmetrically. Mm. Like everything I do is so like order that I was like, I don't know how to just be free flowing and be creative, but I am getting better and better at that. Like I uh, have The done... thing you painted recently, it was amazing. Yeah, well, I, I painted something else since. I haven't shown you. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like a work of art. But it's just the fact that I was like, wow, I did this. And I was just like, put a bit of paint here, put a bit of paint there. And just like went with whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I definitely would have just been like, I will do a line here and a circle here and a circle here and a line there. Well, mum used to do your art. <laughs> yeah, my mum used to do, my used art to do your art homework for you. I think yeah. that's absolutely hilarious. And then like... I think mom, you're going to tell the story yeah. that I know. Yeah. Mum like used to always do Lily's art at homework for her. And like would go to parents' evening <laughs> and the teacher would be like, sh- would be showing mum the yeah. work that she had done yeah. and commenting on it. Yeah, there was this piece of work where my mum had to draw different emotions in faces. And, like, I just genuinely had this belief that I was not artistic at all, so I just gave it no time. I think that was the other thing. I just invested my time in other subjects. And, yeah, it was all of these different faces showing different emotions. And, um, yeah, the teacher was like, look at look at how amazing this is. And my mum was like, mmm. <laughs> yeah, I did that last week. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Thank me. you for the feedback. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just been a limiting belief that's always been there. And then the eating disorder, like, fed into that. And then it's just, I've realised so much that that was a thing. Like, even in my relationship now, I would never say to myself, like, I'm the creative one. Because I find, like, I think Zach is so creative mm. as a person. Like, that he is very like that's just who he is he's very in touch with that like divine feminine like everything about him is very like compassion and free flow and joy and like he's very in his like well exactly so it's 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 quite nice that like he has that creativity because i think it's inspired it in me as well yeah like even we just before i well before he went away we painted some eggs which is so random but it's because of my egg donation yeah but we painted eggs and like before and got like pipe cleaners and googly eyes and stuff and before I never would have like it would have just been like oh my god I don't know what to do whereas this time I actually just went with it and I like made a little halo and Mm. stuff and it was just cute and I never would have 
never would have done that before. So, yeah, I think I've just been trying to change the limiting belief of not being creative enough and also, like, in a child wise, just comforting her and saying, you know, like, obviously it's nice to feel safe, but you're not going to achieve your goals and your dreams if you stay safe and but also like your what you are sharing is worthy and like it will help people and you're yeah. enough and you're knowledgeable enough and like just yeah, reminding yeah, yeah. yourself exactly. of all those things exactly as well. it's all it's all of those things like there's so many parts to it it's not just yeah it's not just what I was saying there are so many different I don't know avenues I guess you can go down the telling yourself that you're enough also the fact that other people's opinions don't matter. What I have to say is not what everyone else has to say. Like, you're always going to have a different perspective or something because you've had different experiences in life. And, yeah, everyone has a message. And although they might be similar, your experiences and everything are unique. So, yes, I think it's been a lot a lot of different work. In terms of how, like, practically, mm-hmm. how have I actually changed them... I would say, like, identifying the beliefs themselves is obviously super helpful. Um, and then just when you when you have identified the belief, just trying to throw loads of doubt on it. Like, well, where is your evidence that this is actually accurate and true? Um, so trying to find ways that I actually was creative and might not necessarily have classed it as creativity or whatever. Um... And then thinking of a new belief to replace it. So, like, I am not creative. You know, you can change to be, I am creative. Or you can say, I don't know, creativity flows through me. Or there's loads of different ways you could say it. But, and then just practising that every day. Yeah, like, basically almost polarising what you believe. And then Mm. making it, like, an affirmation or a mantra. Yeah, like, what is the opposite of what is limiting me right now? What is the opposite of that belief? And, yeah, changing it and using it as an affirmation every day. And also just trying to create evidence that that's just not accurate. Like, posting stuff shows, you know, or even coming up with ideas. And it's amazing because I genuinely feel like before, when I had, obviously I still am working through the belief, but when it first came up, I was like, I can't even think of anything to post on Instagram. And since I've been, like, working on this belief, I'm like like downloads are just coming to me there are just ideas and rather than planning ahead I just wake up every day and I think what is it that someone might need to hear today or like what is something that I need to hear today Mm. and then going from that I have to say as well I feel like I did say it to you but they're really great (laughs) everything (laughs) you've done I'm like oh they're all so like succinct and like clear and I think you've done like such a great job and you are creative why thank you thank you just adding to the evidence (laughs) yes exactly yeah how about you what have you been so I feel like this is probably I mean it's not even necessarily like been in the last week but it's been something that I've been like quietly processing yeah in in the background and like basically a huge part of my personality for quite literally my whole existence has always been that I am a feminist and for the last couple of months I've been like really sitting with the word feminism and 
how I'm showing up in that space and whether the way I'm showing up in that space is actually aligning with what I believe feminism to be. Um, and basically it all started because I did an, a healing uh, meditation with Karina Tarr, <laughs> our fave, but I did a healing meditation with her and um, we basically looked at the divine masculine and the divine feminine in the healing meditation and you looked at your your um, maternal lineage and then your paternal lineage and you had to look back you basically stood in the line in the meditation and looked back like your mum your mum's mum your mum's mum's mum like as if you're looking back all, all at all of your ancestors and when we did the maternal side I was almost like yes there's lots of trauma but there's also lots of love and like there's lots of strong women or that there's I could feel that there was like love in this that mm. line and then we did um the divine masculine and I looked back and I saw first of all just seeing dad but you basically have to view them as a child as well seeing dad as a child I just the, instantly I didn't even get to go and dad I just burst I was bawling my eyes out um, and then it was like, yeah, your dad's dad. And I was just crying and crying and crying. And I just was not expecting to find the male, the male part of my generational trauma to be so much harder to look at. And I walked away from it and I was like, wow. Like I've never fully considered the fact that there's like male trauma within the patriarchy and like actually feminism is about taking the patriarchy down rather than like being angry at men. And it just made me really, I just sat with it and I was like, so much of my feminism is being angry and angry at men because, you know, obviously it's not completely unjustified because they do like men do awful things to women on a daily basis like we've all suffered at the hands of a man in some way shape or form I think in our lifetime yeah, yeah. Statistic when you look at the statistics it is yeah well I recently I mean I'm now going off topic but I'll come back to it but recently I've also been looking at like how I show up when I have sex probably too much information but I've realized that if something goes on for too long I disassociate and I come out of my body and I've been looking at like why am I disassociating in places where like actually I really want to be really present because it's mm -hmm. actually with someone that I want to be having sex with and like who does make me feel really safe and like is putting my needs very much like first yeah. and stuff and yet I'm disassociating like why am I disassociating and so I did the whole like inner child looking at kind of where this trauma all stems from and I realized that the first time a man ever laid his hands on my body in a sexual nature was when we were on holiday when I was like 12 in Dubai and this man sexually assaulted me in the pool and I'm like well I mean the first memory in my brain of a man touching my body is is trauma and, and abuse effect is, is abuse mm. um and like that explains why I must be disassociating after a while like if something goes on for a certain period of time like instead of it being like more and more 
pleasurable and like building in pleasure, which is what I feel like it should do, I reach a point where like I start to disassociate. Mm. Um, I think maybe is that also like if you've been having sex with people maybe that you don't want to like that you're not necessarily enjoying or that you don't necessarily feel safe well I yeah I do think like as women we do have I mean obviously not all women but I think as a general rule we are taught to have sex to please a man Mm. especially when you're younger I mean all my early experiences of like any sort of sexual interaction are terrible and like me worrying about pleasing them and nothing about me worrying about how I felt or or whether I was enjoying it yeah or if you rejected them and said I don't want this how they would react to that yeah yeah um but why did I even get onto this point (laughs) uh because you were talking about being angry feminism yeah um yeah so I've realized that I'm disassociating that is a whole other thing that I'm like currently trying to process and work through and I think that's going to come from, like, communication probably with whoever I'm having sex with. Um, also, however, I've also been... When I, like, masturbate now, I have started making it this, like, whole big thing because I even realised that when I was masturbating, I was, like, disassociating as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost, like, mechanical, like, to get the orgasm at the end of it rather than, like, present and enjoyment. Um and so one of the things that I've started doing is I like have a ritual bath or a nice shower and then like have all my candles out and I put like music on that I find like really sexy or sensual and like massage my whole body with oil um and just are like really present in my body and like that is how I now masturbate, like just being present fully in my body. Mm. I mean, I think to stop just to try and stop myself like disassociating. Yeah, I mean, I think presence is the main thing, really. Mm. In terms of actually enjoying things, you've got to be present in your body to actually feel any sensations. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just all in your brain. Yeah. And I think that is hard. I think it is really difficult for people to stay in their body and not go in the brain especially if you've got like someone next door or like you're in a house with other people or whatever it is like there's so many different reasons that or if you had a stressful day at work and then suddenly everything's going oh I needed to do that and you're yeah. like I need to be in my brain yeah well in my body but yeah, yeah. it's really difficult yeah um so that is something else that I'm also trying to work on maybe I'll give an update if I feel like I've made lots of progress um but so basically I obviously look back over dad's lineage and I just realized that there was no love there and yeah it made me realize that I was just angry at men and that actually by being angry at men I am actually upholding the patriarchy because if I'm busy shouting at some, getting angry at some man, reading something about something a man's done and getting really angry about it, I'm part of the problem because I'm creating the division between men and women in doing in, in having that anger rather than compassion. Like, why are you the way showing up the way that you are? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just realised there was no love, no love. Like, dad's, dad's mum and dad don't even say love you. Like, there's just no love and in that, on that side of the family. Um, and 
yeah, I just realised that actually men are also suffering in the patriarchy and that I should give a shit about it or actually I'm a bad feminist. And mm. it's just, I've just realised, like, I used to post loads of feminist things on my story, on Instagram, and I've just, like, gone really insular, which I feel like you always do when oh, you yeah, kind yeah, of, like, yeah, have yeah, a bit yeah. of an epiphany or, like, yeah. things change for you. I've gone really insular and I've been, like, trying to process it recently so I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about like lots of incredible things that made me think there's like hope for the future um but they were saying stuff like there's so much shame in the male experience that they can't even sing in the shower and stuff and that then really got me thinking like yeah we're all suffering like women yes like absolutely horrific atrocious things are happening to us but equally men aren't even even tapping into the human experience properly because like they're not they're not experiencing any of the fullness of any emotion because their emotions are so suppressed apart from potentially anger I was just about yeah I feel like that's the only emotion that is like acceptable within like toxic masculinity to experience like they're not experiencing the depths of love they're not experiencing proper true joy like they're not I don't know that's just what I just was musing over today um and yeah it's just basically I'm really starting to sit and think about who I am as a feminist what feminist feminism actually even means to me and just how I can show up differently to actually do what I want to do which is to get rid of the fucking patriarchy rather than get angry at men Mm. yeah it's like by getting angry at men it's actually losing your focus yeah it's distracting you because we're all every we're all suffering the patriarchy is everyone is suffering in it like men aren't exactly experiencing the world from the like fullest well no if they're basically yeah they basically just don't feel any emotions or they're told not to feel emotions like you can't cry obviously there's a lot more these days saying you know talk about your emotions speak up cry um but i still think it is a barrier for men massively that's not gone away just because some people are saying yeah let's talk about it let's have this conversation yeah well, I just think in general, the older I'm getting and the more I'm learning is everyone is a product of their trauma. And if you try and meet people with compassion and understanding, like that's how you actually heal through things and like move forwards rather than getting angry and like shouting or sending sarcastic messages or like taking like do you know what I mean bashing someone in some sort of way Mm. that just that's that's just perpetuating the problem it's basically basically what I have realized recently (laughs) nice I feel like it's interesting to talk about because that's not just although it is per your own personal like world it's also something that's affecting society Mm. so it's good to talk about something that yeah it doesn't just affect you like you're thinking about it from a bigger picture yeah with like more on the collective level yeah exactly because it's not you know healing and stuff we'd like to heal (laughs) we would like everyone to heal and like to heal as a collective and I do feel like there is so much more coming about now like even with um 
Jay Shetty's podcast where Kendall Jenner's talking about inner child healing. Like, there's so many more conversations. The podcast that you listen to of men talking about healing. Yeah, Blind Boy is the podcast. Yeah, we can to. we can link it in the show notes. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's just yeah, it's definitely a wider conversation. But there's so there's so much now out there of people saying. Mm. Well, I just think as well, women women actually. Uh, we can access healing more mm. easily than men can. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, we can go to therapy more easily than men can. Like, we can talk to our friends about how we feel more easily than men can. We can go through a breakup and lose the fucking plot with our mates and they will be, like, supportive and, and, yeah. and you know, sisterhood around you, you. You can actually talk about the pain that you're going through. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with men, they don't talk about it. They're just like, you're right, mate. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Or and it's, it's a bit shit, but... Yeah, yeah. Not like I'm going to bawl my eyes yeah, out Yeah, it's never like, I yeah. will come and I'll cry with you. Like, talk to me about exactly what's going on in your head. Let's eat a tub of ice cream together. Let's go do this fun, wholesome mm. weekend together. It'll be like... Oh, you're gonna come out on this night out. I mean, this is very overgeneralizing because I'm sure there oh, are. Oh, there's so many stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there are men out there who are actually really good, supportive friends. Uh, I feel like I know. I'm starting to get to know some men who are like. Yeah, exactly. More like that's that. the thing. But in general, I wouldn't say that they receive the same amount of support as we do as women. Oh, even accessing like therapy and stuff, or like looking for a healing coach. Like, I I just don't think they've got the same level of like ease in access mm. that we have yeah no I would definitely agree with yeah. that yeah I think it's just more acceptable as well like yeah for a woman to talk about her feelings for a woman to say I'm going to therapy and it's just yeah although there is the side to it of it's like women are so emotional they're another species but that's the pa- but that is the pa- that's the patriarchy the patriarchy puts us on a side like each side of a coin and we have to be so polarizingly different because if we realize that we are similar and like one of the same then the patriarchy is fucked like it needs us to see each other as complete opposites and to like pick the things out in the opposite gender that are different or like, for instance, yeah, we're meant to be emotional and men aren't. And to have that as something that's like looked down upon. Mm. Like let's look down upon the fact that you're emotional because I'm not allowed to be emotional. Like even yeah, that, that so even true. telling people you must look down on the fact that they're emotional because you're not perpetuates the problem. Because if you have a man who listens to the fact that a woman's emotional and goes do you know what like actually maybe there's some really great things about the fact that she can like show all of her emotions Mm. then the patriarchy again is fucked because then men are going to start showing their emotions stop taking aggression and anger out on women yeah and then the women aren't going to be angry at the men for taking their anger out on them and like there's everyone would like come together and heal i'm literally talking about utopia right now but (laughs) yeah i was like this hypothetical land that i have created in my dreams one day yeah oh i feel like it's gonna happen like honestly listening to this podcast today 
I mean, I've, I've listened to a few other things and there's been lots of like little, I think since I've opened my mind to it, classic universe stuff, like as soon as you open your mind to something, things trickle in mm. that like back that wow, point wow, up. But yeah. I've been like listening to the things that really like reinforce my perspective. And I'm like, there are men that are actually healing and that are doing the work. And that just, that just gives me so much hope. Like mm-hmm. there's a guy I follow who was talking the other day about the fact that if, as a man you're going on a healing journey and that that healing journey doesn't take into account the divine feminine or the mother wound or like any of it then you're not healing because you are still healing within a patriarchal space Mm. and I was like wow wow like the fact that a man is like talking about the fact that he needs to heal the mother wound and like having that yeah that level of awareness I was just like there's so much hope I'm so, like, hopeful for the fact that I've got sons. Um, yeah, like, it's yeah. good It's good that you have the awareness that you do for them. Because, like, the more that you can not be angry about the patriarchy and actually doing something to help, the more it's going to benefit them and their lives. That yeah, they that, can yeah. feel emotion and... Well, that's yeah, the other being... thing. It's like, I can't be like, angry at the whole of the male population and then raise boys because that's going to become a trauma for them. Mm. That that they can't control the gender that they have but their mum is so angry yeah at this gender but they're they're okay but why are, like I don't know I think that could could have ended up being being a trauma for them mm. yeah definitely <laughs> well do you have anything else that you want to cover no that was all I wanted to talk about today literally when I was walking over from the gym that's what I was thinking about Getting back into the gym, doing yeah. a bit of spinning. Oh my god, yes, honestly. So feel good. So feel good, I love spinning. I feel like it just makes you feel so powerful and sassy. I know. Especially if you've got good, like, a nice pair of leggings on. I feel like <laughs> that really tops it off. What a romanticise the fuck out of life. Yeah, Even exactly. going, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, we both just did that exactly the same time. I, I remember something, but you gone, you say I was just about to say, especially when there's like 90s music or like feel good music. Yeah. And you're like, woohoo. Or if there's a song that's got like affirmations in it. Like, what's that Sia song? Unstoppable or something. Yeah. And that song, when it comes on, oh, yeah. it's great. It's just affirmations in a song, basically. Same oh. as I Am Woman. Um, but yes, back to your point, what were you going to say? <laughs> At the same, oh my god, is it gone? No, 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 I've got oh. it, I've got it. Um, in terms of romanticising the fuck out of your life, it's drizzly and rainy outside, yeah. and I left my spin class, and I walked home, like, through the nature reserve, and I took my shoes and socks off in the pouring rain. She's lost the plot. And I walked across the whole of the field with my shoes and socks off, listening to this podcast. Like, there were parts of the that were making me laugh. And I, like, got to the other side of the field, started putting my shoes back on laughing wet feet covered in grass and this woman like walked past me and like just she actually just smiled at me I think she was actually just like enjoying the fact that I was enjoying life yeah she probably just thought it was endearing yeah but look at this girl all alone yeah with her shoes and socks off in the pouring rain honestly I was like I'm in Wuthering Heights right now like this is me walking across a moor like in the pouring rain just made me think of that song from what's it called the greatest showman and now it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day there you go. <laughs> Passing on the joy. Yeah, I feel like that was all I wanted to say. That is all I have to say as well. So yeah. we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this gets you thinking or has 
provide us some sort of help in any sort of way or just entertainment you know because i feel like there's also entertainment value within this oh well i mean oh my god my brain then was like no you can't say that (laughs) well why not because there is entertainment we're hilarious okay (laughs) right anyway before i say any more i will shut up so thank you for listening yeah see you next week guys bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Everyday Goddess. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review or if you have any questions you'd like answering, message us on Instagram or TikTok at Everyday Goddess Podcast. We can't wait to see you all next week. Bye for now, goddesses.